We've been hearing this week about the new security deal Papua New Guinea has signed with the United States. University of PNG political scientist, currently studying at the Australian National University, Michael Kabuni, spoke about the naivety of some in believing that the deal was not about a military build-up. He said PNG politicians couldn't say no to American dollars. Mr Kabuni also referred to the growing significance of Manus Island, which will have an American presence at both its airport and naval base, but that China is also building wharves there. Don Wiseman asked Mr Kabuni about the significance of China's presence. Now, we had State Department representatives through this country last week, and they said uh, the US is perfectly happy with uh, Chinese presence in the Pacific, as long as they follow the rules, of course. What do you make of that? I'm not sure of that. Uh, in 2018, during the APEC meeting in PNG, the United States was represented by Mike Pence, the U.S. vice president at the time. He didn't seem very happy. And he made an argument of playing by the rules and China not playing by the rules. China giving loans to poor country knowing that they don't have the capacity to repay. And once they don't repay, China moves in and swaps the payment for the loans by securing strategic marine ports. Hasn't happened in Papua New Guinea yet, hasn't happened anywhere in the Pacific, but it did happen in other countries like like Pakistan. So, yeah, that's, you know, it's diplomatic to say that, but the accents don't don't align with claims, claims like United States is happy with China in the Pacific. There's been some criticism in PNG of these deals. Do you think most of the people will go along with it? Well, the deal is signed already. So, like I said, because of the money that's involved in this deal, uh, I don't know how much money PNG will actually get out of it, the 450 or 500 million USD. But it's very attractive for the government. And uh, PNG government is not known for being responsive to concerns or protests from the people. They even used guns. 2016, police opened fire on a few students. Uh, none was held accountable. Uh, no investigations into that. Uh, there's a history of police actually killing students. Uh, in the 19, late 1990s, three students were killed. Uh, none was brought to justice for that. So there is an uh, increase in protests. And this is something I, I try to get across to, you know, commentators who, who report on PNG, PNG politics and involvement of the United States in the, in the Pacific, especially in PNG, is that there's an underlying resentment against the United States that's often understated. There is a huge resentment across Papua New Guinea, especially with young people. And this was expressed through uh, the protest that, that leading up to the DCA signing. Six universities protested against that, even though the you know unions and associations, public sector and commentators uh, you know complained about it. It was the students who protested against this deal. They're becoming more critical. The young people are becoming more critical. And you know the wise thing for the United States would have been to not sign the deal at that point and let Papua New Guinea deal with its internal issues, conduct more awareness, talk about the need of securing the borders, allow for more debate before you sign this. Because after this deal is signed, the perspective in Papua New Guinea is that the United States will push through any deal it wants with any Pacific Island country, and Papua New Guinea in particular. 
irrespective of concerns coming from the citizens. And United States is misled to believe that PNG politicians always represent the views of their people because they are the lawmakers, that whatever deal they sign the nation to is representative of the views of the people because the people voted them. First of all, we know elections are not conducted based on policies. Papua New Guineans don't vote. MPs based on policies. So when MPs get into parliament and sign deals like these, these are deals they never campaigned in elections. I mean, to be concise, no PNG political party during the elections in 2022 has actually talked about foreign relations and how they would conduct deals like this and foreign affairs. They don't. Uh, they go in and they talk about delivering roads and they, you know, sponsor lamp flaps and, and alcohol and get all these things to attract votes. So when they get into parliament and make, make these deals and say, oh, we are the mandated group of Papua New Guineans to make this deal because we've been voted in by the people, that's misleading. And, and that's one of the things that as a responsible, developed, democratic country is to understand the dynamics of countries like Papua New Guinea, that when you are dealing with PNG politicians, you are basically dealing with the elites that have no connection to the grassroots or the population that they represent. One of the aspects of it, supposedly, is that the Americans are going to help PNG overcome its issues with election violence. Can you see mm. that? Happening? I don't see how that is possible, apart from heavily funding the military and the police. Well, let's put it this way. If you really wanted to help PNG elections, then funding common role updates uh, earlier throughout the years, whatever process that needs to go in be- in the five years before elections, that's where you come in. I don't know the specifics of what they mean by that, but what I'm suspecting might happen, and this happens all the time, like I said, PNG politics is a bit different. They wait until the last minute, like what happened uh, last time, uh, try to buy armored vehicles to go in and then secure the ballot boxes. Well, it didn't happen. First of all, there are more guns in the hands of warlords in PNG than uh, in the hands of military or police. And the temptation is, therefore, to equip the PNG defense force and military uh, to secure the election. That's a really bad way of approaching uh, this issue because police brutality in PNG is, is, is really bad. So is the discipline of PNG uh, defense force and putting guns in the hands of these two undisciplined forces. It's a really bad idea. So if they really want to help PNG with the elections and election problems, it has to be now. It has to be issues around common role updates, census, and funding the electoral commission, training the officials. These things, these non-military interventions before the election comes around in 2027.